this glorious podcast slash company slash entertainment uh, group, uh, Danny Stewart. Uh, and I'm Blake Hickman, the social media manager. And uh, we have Jared uh, Houchins over here. Uh, I'm on time. We haven't given him a job yet, so uh, <laughs> he is just happy to be here with us. You will see on my left we have uh, Heather. Um, Heather is our new audio video engineer, so she will be uh, training next to me. So uh, she might make funny faces, but I'm gonna <laughs> look, I've got the microphone right in front of her face. So who is she? Woman of mystery. <laughs> All right, today we are going to be talking about What If Episode 6 or the lack thereof because we'll get into it, but none of us got to watch it today. Um, we're also going to be talking about um, Titans Episode 7. The Hawkeye trailer was just dropped. Uh, we're doing our top five tonight. It is top five heroes turned villains. So get in the comments with your lists, um, and we will discuss all of that with each other. I don't feel like I'm very loud. Am I coming through all right over there? Somebody was turned down all the way. Yeah, that was me. Why? I operate better that way. Okay, Blake. <laughs> let's... Put you back where you were then. (laughs) This is why we're getting an audio-video engineer, because (laughs) I don't want to be in charge of this shit anymore. Also, Blake has a steamy hot uh, Make Mine Marvel for you today. Um, We'll be getting to that in a little bit. Um, Gentlemen, how has your week been? Anything nerdy happening in your lives? Not nerdy. I can tell you that um, something really nerdy that Jared and I did yesterday was we went out front and played with his, his drone. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, How'd that go? Well, it was two grown men playing with a flying toy, uh, <laughs> about as cool as you'd expect it to be. Super, super cool. It was super cool. But we are we are working on um, some some video that we're going to be putting together for uh, introduction or for the the intro to the show. Um, we also have our fact checker and human. God, I forgot the name of it. Uh, Human relations? Human relations specialist, Ben, uh, in the comments, <laughs> uh, fact-checking and uh, uh, um, commenting to you. So don't hesitate to talk to Ben. He is there for you as well as he Hi, is ben. for us. Speaking of drones, I have an X-Wing battle drone. You have a you have a drone? Yeah. Uh, when you open up the, uh, the box, it's in a glass case. It lights up. Star Wars music comes on. It's pretty cool. Yeah? Uh, have you flown it a lot? I have not flown it in two years. Can, who are you, man? <laughs> I'd be flying that every day. <laughs> uh, yes, I'll, I'll, I would too. It, which, well, I, I would get a Tie Fighter it? one because you. It's actually like infrared s- sensors, and like you can do barrel rows with it and stuff. The and f- then if you have a tie, if you get a Tie Fighter one, and the, the, you chase each other out, I mean, after three shots, and it, you actually go with the sensor, you go down. Oh, that sounds yeah. expensive. Yeah, well, yeah. If your drone just crashes out of the air, yeah. Okay, I I need to see this thing. Okay. So I had no idea you had. I'll try to have it here next Wednesday. It's crazy yeah. that you Let's wouldn't be talking about it all the time. Like, right. Yeah. If yeah. I had every <laughs> time a drone, that's all I would talk about. So do you know I have an X-wing drone, <laughs> and it's uh, yeah. So you may notice an absence in, uh, on the team. Justin has stepped away from the podcast uh, due to uh, creative differences. Um, we wish him nothing but the best. Um, but. Uh, this is uh, this is the team moving forward. So um, I have seen Shang Chi now for three times. Yeah, yeah, so that's a marathon amount of times to see Shang Chi in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I've seen it a couple. I mean, we went yeah. and saw it twice together. Uh, Jared, Jared, and I went and saw it. Not on um, our work hour. 
Yeah, not on the clock. Um, so you've seen it three times too. I have. Nice. Yes. Um, cool. Uh, anyway, so what if episode six? Uh, I was really geared up to watch it. Um, Blake tried to watch it. Jared uh, didn't get a chance, but That's, I did. That doesn't matter because Disney Plus has been down all day long. I did watch a, a review about it, and then somebody actually pre-recorded it on YouTube and posted it. So I yeah. watched like twenty-five percent of it. Oh wow! I, so I, I kind of know what happens, but I haven't seen it. I saw like a Facebook preview video where it was Tony and Killmonger trying mm. to figure out how to make an arc reactor smaller uh, for oh. whatever reason, and I didn't. There was like a little Again, pun I didn't about see the, the episode, but there was a little pun about the arc reactor because uh, he's actually making these bots for Killmonger, and he's like, "Oh, wonder what would power these?" And he's like, "Oh, a small little arc reactor." He's like, "Nah, that's stupid," and <laughs> and then they come up with vibranium. Yeah, Killmonger's like, oh, "I use vibranium," you know, and that's what they do. But Killmonger ends up killing supposedly Rhodey, uh, Tony Stark, and one more person. I mean, pretty I mean, big. That's on brand for him. That's yeah. definitely. Hmm. He he rats out Obadiah. Has him like put away in jail like right at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so Ben actually got to watch it. And he's saying uh, that's not exactly it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just a little bit different. He said Black Panther. Did he kill Black Panther? Yeah, Black Panther's the other one. Okay. He killed. Yep. So right off the bat, Killmonger kills Black Panther. Oh, not off the right off the bat. Yeah. That's huh. just somewhere in there. So. I always assumed this was going to be an episode of Killmonger taking over, like, Black Panther's spot after um, he went to space. Like, maybe it would happen in the same kind of universe, but I guess not. Um, so, it'll be, I mean, I'll get around to watching it. Maybe we can talk more about it next week. Um, Titans Episode 7 dropped this last week. Um, they're doing, they, they're kind of wrapping up the Red Hood storyline with this. They've captured... Scarecrow, um, they destroyed his drug production. Um, they're basically taking um, Jason Todd in um, to, I guess, try to fix him. Uh, so I think they're kind of wrapping this storyline up because they're moving on to this storyline with Donna Troy and Raven. Um, so I think that's what's going to be in the next episode. Uh, it's been – this run has been good, but it's it's still – it's it reminds me of the CW where they get excited and they, they do something really interesting, and then you feel like, like, this is really cool, and then instead of making any huge changes to the show, they just back off from it, um, with the exception of a very major character death um, in Season 3 that I won't talk about because you haven't Thank seen it you. yet. <laughs> I'm um, almost there. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. We also got the Hawkeye trailer. Oh, my God. That looks good. I can't wait. And you're onto something about the whole deafness. Yeah. So I see it. It wasn't really, like, mentioned in the trailer. They didn't really play with any of the stuff with Hawkeye actually being deaf. But I think it's coming. Oh, no, you see the hearing aid is yeah. here. Wait, hold up. What's going on? I'm completely oblivious so, to what you just said. So in Marvel Comics, Hawkeye's deaf. Really? Yeah. Huh. And he reads lips. Okay. He, doesn't, he can't hear people. He reads lips. So, like, main continuity Hawkeye is deaf. Yeah. Wow. And he's we, been calling this, that. saying that they're going to lead into that. And so MCU. That's really it was a big thing covered in the Matt Fraction Hawkeye run, and this Hawkeye TV series is based heavily on the Matt Fraction run, so I assume they were going to leave it in. Okay. But they haven't touched on it in the MCU at all. But there's even a deaf Navajo hero that's going to join mm. the team between the two Hawkeyes and him. And she's going to have her own spinoff. Yeah, and they're giving her her own show, too. But all through the trailer, Hawkeye I had a hearing aid in. A hearing so. aid in. 
Wow, yeah, I never even paid attention to that. Yeah. I didn't notice that either. That's crazy. And I should have been. I should have been because <laughs> I've been arguing that it's going to happen. I've so, watched it like eight times now. So, so. question <laughs> in the comic book series, who is Katie Bishop to Hawkeye? They're not related at so, all. Okay. Yeah, Kate Bishop's dad is a supervillain. Okay. And she ran away from home, took up archery, and became Hawkeye's. She became the young Hawkeye on the Young Avengers. I got you. And then in the Matt Fraction run, Hawkeye just takes her under his wing, and they like live together in an apartment and fight crime together and stuff. And in the trailer, it shows like a small, quick clip of her mom, and she she looks like she's gonna be maybe a bad guy. That'd be cool. I, I think some kind of villain or something. Yeah. So there might be some adaptation of that. <clears throat> so I do like that it's going to take place during Christmas. It's got a real yeah. Die Hard vibe. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, which is exciting because, you know, Die Hard's one of the greatest Christmas movie ev- movies ever made. And mm-hmm. uh, I think this is going to be a really great Christmas series. Um, and, and I love that Jeremy Renner's playing it like the, like, Lethal Weapon, Danny Glover, like, I'm too old for this shit mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of character, which is fun because he's matched up against this teenager who are, is already claiming she's the greatest archer in the world against the guy who's more than proved himself. You know, I mean, he he fought um, he fought Loki in the uh, Chithari army. He fought uh, Ultron. Ultron. He, you know, he fought in the uh, Civil War. He fought in Civil War. He survived the snap. Don't forget um, about Budapest. Budapest, Budapest yeah. <laughs> um, became Ronin. And that's also interesting that the, the way it starts is that she has adopted the Ronin persona. Yeah. And that he's basically just trying to save her because of all the people he pissed off when he was Ronin sure. coming after her. And what's that the mafia called? The, the uh, tracksuit track mafia. Oh, yeah, the Russians. They're yeah. a Russian mafia that comes after him in the comics and, and I'm in the show as well. But they're, they're kind of fun because they're all stupid. They're all really stupid, <laughs> um, and they talk in this like lingo that you wouldn't understand. They just they use like this really weird slang that nobody's ever heard. Well, I I read some things where it said uh they use the word bro a lot. Yeah, in comics. They say bro and a ton. then in the trailer, there's a van that says "Trust a bro." Yeah, company is getting blown up. So I guess little little things are sliding in there. So do you guys think that Katie Bishop will be part of the main? movie like mcu universe or is she gonna be strictly tv so what i think we're getting is a young avengers movie okay and i think it's coming i don't know if it'll be a disney plus series because i think that serialized that would make the most sense with those characters sure but we've gotten stature um the uh cassie lang Mm. character in the ant-man movies so and they've already recast her for young avengers from the She's been cast three times. So there was the kid that played her in the first Ant-Man, then the teenage version of her in uh, Endgame, and then... New one. And then they're recasting her again for for whatever, moving forward in the MCU. Uh, Ant-Man, Quantumania. Yeah. She's already been recast. And uh, Wilson Fisk is supposed to debut in Hawkeye, is the rumor. As long as it's the Vincent D'Onofrio, hell yeah. That's that's supposedly the rumor of what he's... Well, wouldn't it make sense as well, because there's reports that daredevil is going to be shown up right. in the news and no way home will come out in like episode three or four of hawkeye there you go so i could i could see charlie cox showing up in hawkeye making more sense than him showing up in far from home trying to help clint or no way home right yeah. um but that doesn't mean it won't happen yeah. uh, we might see we might see charlie cox in both i i think with the inclusion of wilson fisk um and tying in that netflix 
universe with the main MCU, which is also kind of interesting because when that first launched, it happened inside the MCU. Like they made reference to the Avengers movies and sure. uh, um, everything that happened with the alien armies attacking and there was like leftover tech and they kind of dealt with that. Um, but since then, they haven't made any allusion to that being a part of the MCU, especially after they broke the deal with Netflix. But if they just put those characters back in the MCU, then we're not dealing with multiversal stuff to bring them in. They're just making them part of the MCU, which yeah, makes sense. There. There's right. no reason to have to do that. But I've just been assuming we're going to get a multiverse version of that. Sure. That'd be kind of cool. But yeah. you know who will be in the new Spider-Man movie is Andrew Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Segway he doesn't know what we're talking video. about. <laughs> yeah. It, I have not seen an actor do a worse job of proving <laughs> they're not in a movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even, he was even on Jimmy Fallon, I think, yesterday. And he straight up point blank asked him about it. He's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, it was on the internet. He's like, well, pull up a photo and show it to me. He's like, obviously, it's been erased now. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's like. I mean, just turning blood red. Right. Nothing to say. I don't know how he wouldn't have expected that to come up, but right. sure. also I think they're just having a lot of fun fucking with people about whether or not they're <laughs> in the movie. Um, I mean, there was Toby Maguire got stopped on the street by a fan and questioned, and it was all posted to Twitter, and he was just very tongue in cheek about it. Well, also I think they have what's, what's it called NDA in their contracts, right? So they're just not, even if they want to, and it's obvious. I mean, until the movie's out, they have to deny it. I would assume the two Spider-Men that don't have their own MCU series are a little more worried about it than Tom Holland, who has broken yeah. his NDA a handful of times yeah. and doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to let him slip a few times. But yeah, but yeah it, it's it's so... I don't know why they're waiting so long to just introduce this when we all know it's it's coming. And I, it'd be really interesting to me if they wait all the way until the movie's in theaters for people to see it. So uh, there's also talk about Raimi continuing with McGuire on doing a Spider-Man 4. I've seen that, too, that he's, uh, he's talking about getting to make that Spider-Man 4 he originally wanted to with the Vulture and everything in the Raimi-verse. And then on No Way Home, the latest leak supposedly was read off, like, I mean, script, uh, is Andrew Garfield is actually coming into the MCU when he's brought through a portal or whatever, uh, right there at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2. But McGuire is brought in a few years later after he's done Married Mary Jane, and he has a daughter. So we might get Mayday Parker, mm -hmm. the the Spider-Girl. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with it, I'm assuming you're not by the look on your face. Um, <laughs> I was trying to hide it, but yeah. no idea. So they did this thing called M2. It was another Marvel universe that took place further into the future. Um and um, Peter had um, – he was still being Spider-Man, but he had gotten older. And him and Mary Jane were kind of settled down. They had a couple of kids, and one of them was Mayday, which is – she's what named after name. Aunt May. <clears throat> but she got spider powers, and she became that universe's new Spider-Man or Spider-Girl. And, and and it's a really good run. Like, she was the, the little engine that could. She was a character that they kept canceling her books – the M2 universe went away entirely. Mm -hmm. There was a whole different version of Daredevil, Juggernaut, the X-Men, like very similar to 2099. And that whole thing went away, and uh, they still kept publishing that one comic. 
after that whole universe went away and they weren't using it anymore hmm. because people loved Spider-Girl so much. So if they're introducing her into the MCU, may, maybe making her a part of the Young Avengers or any of that kind of stuff, that'd be really great. There's a lot of young ones popping up, I mean, for it not to lead that way. And that's the future of the MCU. We can't keep pushing these older characters. Like, Anthony Mackie's uh, older than me. He He's 40 this year, and he's the new Captain America. Like, how long do you think he's going to be able to keep that up? Right. Well, if it's Tom Brady-esque, at least five more years. I don't know that Anthony <laughs> Mackie is the Tom Brady of MCU actors. <laughs> if, yeah, I would probably say if, <laughs> I would say if it was anyone, it's probably Hugh Jackman. Oh, hands down. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be close. I'll... I'll be really Comment in the chat. Who do you think is the Tom Brady of the MCU? That's an easy one. What actor do you think is the Tom Brady of the MCU? I I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> anyway, so uh, um, I guess we could move on to uh, one of our favorite segments. Certainly one of mine. Uh, this one right here. <laughs> Again, this week the list was top five heroes turned villains. Um, I know Jared has been working on his all week because we work together, and it has been nonstop that he has been talking about this top five list. So, oh, yeah. Um, and Ben makes a good point. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is probably the Tom Brady of the MCU. Well, number two. Yeah, after, after Hugh, Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Well, he's not in the MCU, uh, arguably. In he, my heart he is. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say of Marvel characters. Right. Jackman really, really brought it for a long, long, long time. Like, is from his 30s through his 50s, he was Wolverine. <laughs> is he the best MCU cast? Because there's several really good ones. I don't know, dude. It's hard to beat Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. That was kind of perfect casting. He I'm, really lived the Tony Stark life sure, yeah, prior yeah. to becoming Tony Stark. I mean, honestly, my favorite casting would be uh, Chadwick Boseman as the oh, Black man. Panther. That's... You're I don't not think wrong. I've, I don't think I've ever seen a an actor be in a role like that where I was like, "Yep, exactly." Like that's it, exactly yeah. what I'd be picturing. Not only that. was he perfect as T'Challa, but it's hard to talk shit on Bozeman anyway. The guy was dying of colon cancer and still just turned in some of the best performances yeah. in the entire MCU. For sure, yeah. didn't even bother to tell so many people about it. Yeah, I mean, he just withered away. Like we went from seeing this huge, like, sexy, healthy man to. <laughs> Like the next time he showed up on like anything Marvel during the start of COVID, he was just shriveled and like down to nothing from chemo treatment and cancer, yeah. which is um, tough to recognize because a lot of the actors after those movies they lose muscle mass because that's a tough thing to keep. Right? Up. But Can we go ahead and uh, delete Ben out of the chat? Saying that Hugh Jackman is a bum. Ben. Compared Hugh to Jackman RDJ. universe sucked. RDJ's is awesome. I mean, he's not wrong. No, I agree. The his Fox universe Marvel sucked. movies suck. Yeah, no, I agree. With the universe sucked. But to call him a bum? Eh. Huh. I think he's just being emotional, you know, <laughs> defending his his uh his part of the uh the conversation. Uh, and plus, when all when all you have is text, you got to come a little stronger. <laughs> um. So Blake, let's start with your number five. Okay, my number five, my least favorite. Uh, as we all know, I'm still being educated in the comic world, but this is from the comics mainly because mainly because I like the artwork. <laughs> But uh, Cap as a Hydra agent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was mentioned uh, last week. We talked on, about it a little bit. Yeah, we did go over that a little bit. So <laughs> give us a little uh, a history on the Hydra Cap. Well, that's the thing. I, I really don't know, but the artwork is really cool. Cool. <laughs> you I'll get give the us Hydra a little school. history on the Hydra Cap. So yeah. Marvel decided it was a good idea to um, 
throw in this really crazy plot twist with Captain America, and they thought everybody was just going to be like jaws dropped, like super excited, couldn't wait to hear about it. Like, what's what's the next issue? Like, explain it to us. So they released this plot twist at the end of one of Captain America's arcs that he was a Hydra agent, and he had been all along. <laughs> the whole time. And, of course, the comic book world was just like, what? What the <laughs> hell? And then immediately turned on Marvel Comics because they were like, this is the worst idea ever. Yeah. Why would you think this was a good idea? We hate it. Uh, make it go away. And so it only took like one or two issues and they cleared it up that this wasn't the real Captain America. But this was the guy that replaced Cap while he was in the ice. He had had plastic surgery and had been programmed to believe that he was the real Steve Rogers, even though he wasn't. And Cap was in the ice because there is a period there after cap went into the ice during world war two that, um, they were still selling modern, um, captain America comics like through the seventies, eighties, nineties. And he was doing adventures, but it predates when he rejoined Avengers and was unthawed. So this cap is the guy that filled that gap and the United huh. States government convinced him he really was Steve Rogers. And they basically put him on, the shelf when steve actually came back so then he shows up crazy he's been working for hydra for a long time so then it's captain america versus captain america and steve rogers was never a hydra agent but that wasn't the original <laughs> plot twist i i have several questions okay so in black widow the the dad what was his name again uh he is uh Red Guardian. Red Guardian. Thank you very much. When he's in the jail and he's talking about him fighting Captain America, is that a reference towards uh, Hydra Cap since he was doing stuff through those time periods? Or it it could be okay. Whether whether we're going to see that in the MCU or not, because technically, um, uh, Chris. Uh, Evans? Evans. Chris Evans. Sorry, I blinked. Chris <laughs> Evans would have to come back to play that evil Cap, too. Or, I mean, as we've seen from Falcon Winter Soldier, I mean, we had Isaiah Bradley. That was a Captain America. Sure. So he could be talking about Isaiah. So he, that's the theory, is that they're actually talking about that brief period where okay. Isaiah Bradley was secretly Captain America because sure. the U.S. government wouldn't recognize him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's Isaiah, though, because, I mean, he sees what... Cap looks like. I mean, Chris Evans' cap looks like. And he's right. still comparing them. So, what does he look like? Oh, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's taller. There's a That's definite yeah, difference he's blonde. in skin tone yeah. between yeah. Isaiah Bradley and Chris Evans. Well, I I did like an end game where they actually referenced, kind of referenced Hydra Cap yeah. from Cap and the know, Whispering Hill yes. Hydra. Yeah. yeah. So, and that was an elegant solution to that whole sure that whole elevator scene, which I thought was so funny. We saw so much character growth between first Avenger and whenever uh, we got to Endgame, and Cap was a little more modern and sure. a little less full of him, or a little less serious about himself, yeah, a little less tortured soul, and and he had some fun with it, and that's probably some of the best scenes from that he, that movie. He does have America's ass, yeah, that is America's <laughs> ass, that which is a big callback to Age of Ultron. Whenever Tony says shit and. Yeah. Language. Says, language language <laughs> and they make fun of him through the whole movie but by the time we get to end game he's swearing as much as I, anyone else. i just love how his big thing is i can do this all day and then when he hears himself repeat it he's like <laughs> i know i know <laughs> he's getting old man <laughs> uh, yeah fun. he's a hundred and something years old yeah by, and now by on the moon game. so 
Yeah, now he lives on the moon with uh, Nick Fury and some scrolls. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they'll ever really approach that. I hope they do. Me too. I really don't like how it just... I want to see an old Cap just hanging out, doing shit. I mean, Peggy's dead. There's really no reason for him not to. You have to assume she died at the same age in that universe as she did in... Because she died of old age. Here's my question. Do you think um stanley so it's in the mcu people are kind of speculating whether or not he could be like a like a watcher type character or something like that do you think after cap went back in time got to spend his life with peggy that stanley was interacting with him and talking about stuff it'd be interesting to see i think Marvel's official stance is they're done with the M- the Stanley sure. cameos. Like I it's just a fun thing to speculate. Be like, hey, yeah. It I made would your be character. fun <laughs> to see. I always thought it'd be fun if we'd have gotten a cameo with J. Jonah Jameson and Stanley talking to sure. each other. Because J. Jonah Jameson is a spoof on Stanley as editor in chief for Marvel. That character is directly taken from the way that Stanley dealt with things inside the Marvel. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Yep. He's really a cool. he's he's mocking the way that Stanley ran the office when he ran Marvel, <laughs> and always has been. Wow. Nice. <clears throat> so anytime you have JJJ in anything Marvel, you're basically getting Stanley also. <laughs> so uh, he was J. the best thing about the Ravenverse. Would be fun. I I love the idea that we should get Deadpool dressed as Stanley cameos in all the Marvel movies going forward once they introduce him to oh, the MCU. Sure. I would love that. Hands down that that would be the best. God. That's probably the most anticipated uh MCU opening for me is Deadpool. I can't wait. Like uh, rated R MCU movie with, with full on oh, Ryan yeah. Reynolds Deadpool. So I know I know you've talked about how oh it'd be so funny, uh, you know. They do a PG thirteen one. If they did, you know, he could only say fuck once, and then you say, you know, oh, somebody takes his line, he gets really pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. No, the the perfect person to take his line in the MCU would be Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, you know, he, he gets ready to say it, and he's like, oh, and then Samuel L. Jackson just pop up and goes, motherfucker. Mother- yeah, and then he gets just so pissed because. That was his one chance. That would be a good one, or if it's Hugh Jackman's cameo in the MCU. <laughs> oh, yeah. He steals it. <laughs> <laughs> like, as actual Hugh Jackman, not as Wolverine, yeah. just walking past. Because, you know, you'd get, like, the Deadpool, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yes. Uh, We're not Jared, getting very far on this list. That's fine. That's fine. No, we, yeah. We've ran through everything we wanted to talk about uh, besides the top five and make my Marvel. Keeps so. saying, stretch it out. Yeah, stretch, stretch it, out. it out as far as yeah. you can. Let's talk yeah. about everything. Okay. Um, and that, I mean, that's what we're here for is to talk, right? Really get to know each other and yeah. get to the big issues. Yeah. Like what your number five is. Okay. So <laughs> Danny and I have vaguely talked about this. And the more that I thought thought about it i was like okay yeah this has got to be out on a list and he's gonna be really mad when i tell him he knows exactly know which one it is i already know what it is. uh anakin skywalker <laughs> turning <laughs> into darth vader that he was he was literally like somebody in the chat's gonna say it and i'm gonna lose it and i was like yeah yeah sure 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 and i was like <laughs> that's a big one you know it's a huge it one it's a huge it is. one i actually almost put it on my list but i didn't yeah I, I, yeah so there's there's that one arguably one of the worst like heroes out of all of the star wars movies just annoying kid that nobody liked turning into the most badass villain of all time like right and it's crazy and the worst thing is when we get anakin 
badass Darth Vader already existed. There was a model for how badass Darth Vader sure, is yeah. when we got Anakin, and they still fucked it up. And we're not done getting him. I mean, we got the Kenobi series. He's coming. He's going to be in the Obi-Wan series. Yeah. Some more. Oh, wow. Did they do a, a cast for that yet? What do you mean? Uh, like a so you cast? say Anakin's going to be Oh, yeah. Hayden Christensen's, Hayden Christensen's coming Oh, he's coming back. coming back. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, I would have liked somebody else quite. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> so, but yeah, my number four is Annie to Darth Vader. I hope that they sit Hayden Christensen down in front of the Clone Wars TV series and make him watch what sure. a badass Anakin looks like right. because that's so much better. Yeah, and just tell him like you have one last chance to redeem yourself. Any other jobs right now, man? (laughs) What would be even better is if they cast a better actor that's okay with them putting Hayden Christensen's face on their body as CGI. (laughs) Sure, 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 sure. (laughs) They turn in a decent performance, and then he just gets his face on there. But I think that's the only way they're going to fix it. Uh, Ben's number five is Ozzy Mendius from Watchmen. Okay, yeah, that's a great. It's it's so like hero turned like um he gives up on humanity and then becomes a villain because he's just so tired of the way people are and he thinks up this very cold rational way to solve the cold war save everyone um and it's by creating an alien invasion where thousands of people die and then unifying everybody against one villain in like the entire world against one non earthly villain so that people will start working together so he's the villain but he also saves the world he just kills a lot of people to do it (laughs) and the best thing about the end of the watchmen comics and it's in the movie too but it's better in the comics is that by the time they show up to stop him he's already done his entire plan and he's talking to them and they think he's monologuing and he's already completed his entire plan he's just telling them what already happened yeah which is something that you never see villains do. Yeah. He, he watched but they Incredibles. Should do. <laughs> he knew. You don't yeah. monologue. But, yeah, my number five is the Injustice Superman um, from Injustice, Gods Among Us, the video game, and then the ensuing comic book series. Wow. One of the coolest villain turns, I think, of all time. And, of course, an evil Superman is so much cooler than a good Superman. Sure. Um, I think we've seen that on screen a few times, um, most notably um, Omni-Man in Invincible, yeah. whenever he you know, goes from being the savior of the planet to the guy that was literally didn't fucking care. He was just there posing. Um, and then also, um, uh, what's the, the horror movie? Oh. Uh, God damn it. Oh, uh, Bright. Bright. Boom. Oh. Yes. I don't know if you've seen that, but that yeah, is... Yeah, that's freaky. It's terrifying, and it's just a world where Superman was raised by a family that didn't know how to help him. Sure. And he didn't grow up with the values that Clark Kent did, and he yeah. just starts killing people wholesale and takes is over it, the world. Brightburn? Brightburn. Yeah. Brightburn. Yeah. Bright was the that movie on Netflix okay. with uh, Will Smith. It was. Yeah, Brightburn yeah. was pretty crazy. Yes. I, I enjoyed it. And there's a post credit scene... For Brightburn, that shows the rest of the Justice League too. Oh wow! I don't know if you knew that, but no. in their universe, in the Brightburn universe, there's a full Justice League. Really? Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman, wow. Flash, 
So they, so they for sure were like, this is if Superman was. Oh, wow. I did not know that. They embraced that whole thing. There's a whole Justice League in it. I'm, I'm be honest. I was too scared to watch that movie. Like a small <laughs> child with superhuman powers. Like that's, Can you imagine that's coming across a kid like that? Yeah. yeah. Like he smart offs and you tell him to shut up and then he just boom, rips boom, your boom. arm off yeah. and beats you to death. <laughs> and with then it. you're dead. Like yeah. there's no winning that fight. Mm. That scene where he just flies back and forth through the house, just destroying yeah. the yeah. house. That's that's crazy. But it's I, just a like like. Batman versus the Authority was a good one, or Superman versus the Authority was a good instance of what it would be like if Superman just decided to say fuck it and use his full powers on people. But Injustice, so the Joker gases or poisons Superman. I don't remember exactly how it happens, but makes him think that Lois is um, a villain, and he flies her into outer space and kills her. Mm-hmm. And then realizes that the Joker tricked him into killing his own wife. Holy crap. So then he comes <laughs> back to Earth. Yeah, it's and up. even though Batman is trying to stop him from doing it, he murders the Joker. And then once <laughs> Superman crosses that line, he just keeps going and decides to fix the world yeah. in his own image. And, you know, I, as you can probably assume, not everybody's a fan of that. <laughs> so the superheroes, it's very like... Civil War-ish. They split yeah. into teams. Some people hmm. support Superman. Some people don't. Obviously, it's Superman and Batman on the leaders of the opposing teams. And that's what the video game's based on, which is by the people that make Mortal Kombat, and it's superhero combat, but the comic is really good, too. And the story is still going. In- the Injustice story is still going. It's this whole alternate DC universe. Oh, wow. Um, that's been five or six years now they've been putting these stories out. So if you ever get a chance, check it out. It's good. Nice. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Blake, you're number four. So believe it or not, I have some DC mixed in with my list. Oh. That was kind of odd for me. You're, you're but... getting further down the rabbit hole. There's no <laughs> bottom, I promise. Uh, so uh, the Dark Knight, the White Knight, or as some call Harvey Dent. Okay. Uh, yeah. That uh, was, was going to be my number one. That's really? a really good the, pick, the Christopher yeah. Nolan, you know, uh, his version of Harvey Dent, I have to say by far. Uh, who's the actor? I can't think of his name. Uh Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, there we go. Boom. Aaron Eckhart. Nice. Yeah. He's in a really good movie that I like called Battle Los Angeles. If you haven't seen it, it's really fantastic. I've not seen I'm it. Not it's seen really it. good. Yeah, one of my favorite movies. I, I really liked, I mean, how he acted, you know, uh, in that ver- that version of Harvey Dent. Sure. I mean, way better than Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Only slightly better yeah. than Tommy but, Lee Jones. But, I mean, Jones. like, he, he really had you, like, really rooting for him. I mean, in the movie. I mean, he, he really sure pulled that character out in a, a great way. Right. Well, I don't uh, think anybody disagreed with Bruce Wayne that Harvey was like. Yeah, it and it really kind of almost made me tear up. To, you know the way it all went down and how she died, and that's what sent him over the edge to just sure. say screw morality. I mean, I always argue that Dark Knight is the only Batman movie in that trilogy. Yeah, because it's the only one with the typical Batman has to save everyone at once. Sure, and will he make it or won't he make it? He's got re- his actual villains are in it. The Joker. Um, he actually has to be Batman in that, and it's the only one out of the three that he has yeah. to do that. That's my number four. In in the movie betrayal, that's so crazy because you see Harvey Dent being, you know, Gotham's White Knight, doing all the right things, but when the extremes happened, he turned evil. And you know, Batman experienced the same thing because um, what is the name of the girl? Um, I forget. Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. Thank you. You know, he loved her as well. She died you know so he lost somebody he loved but 
he didn't go over the edge. So it just kind of shows you a real difference. Under between, pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, he was willing to not allow something that bad turn him into the thing that yeah. he, you know, was trying to fight. Make you or break so. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Not to say how pleasant it is not to have this orange glow anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just keep looking. I'm like, I We figured normal. the cameras out. <laughs> um, I do. I think I need to adjust our studio lighting a little bit. You're a little pink. Yeah. But it's definitely hey, I'll better take than pink it was. over orange any day. Yeah, <laughs> you, you definitely had that oompa loompa. I'm a little pink probably because I've been out in the sun the past two days, hanging yeah. trusses. So I think if I just bring the studio lighting down a little and mm. shoot it right in your face, you got this big forehead shining. Yeah, you got a big ass forehead, <laughs> yeah. but I can't talk. <laughs> I have no no right to talk whatsoever. No, I once looked at my forehead. Do I have a big forehead? It's, it's pretty it's normal. Is it normal? Forehead, yeah. I think. Are you guys lying to me? You right just have now? a tiny head, so. That's what she said. <laughs> All right, so my number wait, four. Wait, wait, wait. I did want to. <laughs> for, for those who hate Batman and Robin, which you should, it's a terrible movie. Tommy oh, Lee man. Jones hated uh, he, uh, Jim Carrey so much that he almost refused to be any of the scenes with him, which is funny because they shared a lot of screen time. But he's uh, in between shooting, he went to this restaurant was eating and jim happened to go to the same restaurant and he walked up to say hi to him and he started talking to tommy lee jones and he just looked at him and he said i cannot countenance your buffoonery and went back to eating and just ignored him i do have to say even though i hated that version of two-face i do like tommy lee jones as an actor though yeah tommy lee jones is great as an actor just who that was also (laughs) i went as that version of the riddler for halloween that year like I was a kid. I still liked it. It like it doesn't right. hold up to the test of time, but right. I, you know, it's a Batman movie, and it's so easy to look at everything through the lens of what we've seen in the MCU and actually gotten decent superhero movies. Mm. And again, Batman and Robin sucks. That was a Batman that had nipples, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was George the Batman Clooney that had nipples. That was the George Clooney Batman. <laughs> Joel Schumacher directed it. They oh. thought. You know, in the 60s, Batman was really campy. Let's do that. <laughs> and, you know, that's basically everything wrong with that movie. Jared. I was going to. Can I do a, f- a funny one? Yeah, let's do I have it. a funny one. My number four comes from the world of Fast and Furious. Uh, oh Fast and God. Furious 8. I don't know which one it's called, but it's Dominic Toretto eight. turns. Uh, well, Fake evil, but still pretty evil, and he fights all the uh, of his old crew. Uh, his so family. His fa- well, they're not his family now because he's fighting against them. But uh, what a what a classic! Never saw that one. That was the year that you had that happen. Uh, the Transformers movie came out where Optimus Prime fought everybody. I think Batman v Superman came out. Like hmm. it was like. You know, they were turning everything on its head going, all right, fight yourselves. Like, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. We're it's almost like ideas. that year they knew we'd be making this list in 2021. Mm. Wow. That's... I think that's probably what it was. I think that's... Yeah. Huh. They were anticipating us. Sure. Somebody wasted a time travel machine just to come <laughs> listen in. <laughs> uh, There's no waste of a time travel machine. Speaking of family, it. I'm so glad that those memes are done. <laughs> God. <laughs> That's what 80% of Facebook was for a month. That was definitely part of their marketing attempt. Yeah. Where those uh, those sprung up overnight after the trailer drop. And Created I think by the them. Studio, yeah, I think <laughs> oh, Universal yeah. Studios was pumping those And don't out. get me wrong. There's some funny ones out there. 
But after two weeks solid of it, you're like, whew. But they've leaned in so hard to that franchise. Like, they go into writing new movies going, all right, what kind of BS can we put in this now? Like, <laughs> they're just cash and checks, so they don't care. I mean, it's why would they anymore? People were watching the movie. Yeah. Funny story. When we went to universal for my honeymoon, um, we rode the fast and the furious, like fast nine ride. Oh yeah. So you get on these party buses and that takes you through the whole ride. So there's, it's a lot of sound and like, you know, like most roller coasters, but we got on ours and we're going through the ride and none of the sound inside of our party bus was working. So, like, the scenes were going on, and oh, all of God. the, like, cars were wrecking, <laughs> and people were talking to us, and we're all sitting in silence, just like. <laughs> That's really sad. Oh, my. Yeah. And the ride wasn't that fun either. But sure. That was that was the majority of that. Uh, Ben's number four is Walter White from Breaking Bad. Okay. And That's a good one. That's a great one. That actually one. is a good it's one. literally yeah. the premise of the entire show. Neat. Yeah. I'll forget he made the Hugh Jackman bump comment now. Yeah, he yeah. redeemed himself. Sure. Um, That's actually kind really of a sad. I, I don't know anyone that hasn't seen Breaking Bad, but if you haven't, you should watch listen, it. Listen, listen, listen. I have a good excuse, okay? Okay. Hear me out. Someone Just... tell you you should check it out, and now no, no, you refuse okay. to. So when this was coming out, I was dating a girl that loved the show. She told me about it. And so I, I could probably tell you what happens in the show, but... I knew so many stuff. I was like, I'm not going to watch it. So I just never watched all the way through. Hmm. So I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, it's okay if you haven't watched it. There's a lot of things I haven't watched. I don't remember watched. everything about it now that she told you, right? Huh? Do you still remember everything she told I you? I remember like the basic uh, stuff. Like okay. I know kind of his story arc <laughs> right. and everything and that he's a it's worth watching. badass. So. It's oh yeah, for sure. It's yeah. one of those series that, you know, it was really hyped and everybody was talking about it and I didn't, I avoided it for a long time and then. A few years later, when it it had all calmed down and people weren't talking about it every fucking day, um, I gave it a chance, and it was really good. I, I really enjoy Breaking Bad. I didn't watch it until all the seasons were already out. So I know that the ending isn't very, like, it's not super satisfying, and they sure. came out with that El Camino movie a few years back, and I heard that wasn't very good. I've never, I haven't watched it, but um, Breaking Bad has some of the best moments on television. Ben says it's the number two best show ever made. Wow. Uh, ben, I'd love to know what your number one is. Um, yeah. Is that just statistically, or is that from I th- the, the I think just from ben. ben. Okay. I mean, he's the fact checker. If he says it, it's got to be true. true. Yeah. True Detective, season one, best TV show ever made. Oh. I've heard that. I haven't seen it, but seen I've heard that. that. I thought it'd be Toddlers and Tiaras. <laughs> Instant classic. Yeah. Dance Moms. <laughs> Dance, yeah, yeah. Dance Moms season three. That's when the drama really counting, kicks so. in. 16 and pregnant. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, haven't, no. I haven't seen True Detective. <laughs> Katrina watched it. She told me it was really good, so I, I need to. Um, my number four is Omni-Man from Invincible. Mm. Um, okay. I know I mentioned it earlier in the story or in the list. I mentioned it earlier in the list, but Omni Man is their world Superman, and everyone looks up to him, and he's the number one hero, and sure. everybody looks for him to save them. And then it turns out he's actually part of this space Nazi race that is there to just take over the Earth and repopulate it with his own race, and he's just been there um, hiding amongst the humans. And he literally almost beats his own son to death and kills their version of the Avengers slash Justice League in the Invincible Universe. And uh, it it was a little more touching in the comics, I think, because um, the 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 build up to the fight and the fight was a little more brutal than what it was in the show. But it was handled well in the show. So if you've 
if you see it in either medium, it's really good. Yeah. But yeah, that's my uh, number four, Blake. Number three, good choice. Number three is uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you call him like a hero. Yeah, the that I think you're fudging hero there, but Maybe. I'm willing to hear your reasoning. Okay. Well, I guess you're right. I was just thinking of like a good person turned bad. I mean, he doesn't have to be like pure good versus complete evil. I mean, you yeah. could still have a shit. Right. I'm gonna be like, honest with you. Like I wrote that down, at... and the thought never even crossed my mind until I just said it out loud. Uh, right. <laughs> I'm looking at Ben saying Walter White, and I'm thinking, well, teachers are heroes. You know. Uh, ah. Yeah. Absolutely, teachers are heroes. Hmm. I don't know how failed attempt, well, barely attempted comedians with mental problems are. Just he getting wa- out of bed every was, day, I guess. I mean, his he was heart, fighting depression. It was in his heart to be a hero at first. <clears throat> if, if you he, get out of bed each morning, yeah. you're a hero. <laughs> he wanted to be a hero to others, and it just did not work out that way. Sure. Yeah, no, it's the exact opposite of that. So, you know. He went know. from like, eh, to like yeah. really bad. All right. Well, I'll just I'll just replace him with Phoenix Jean Grey then. <laughs> <laughs> Live your truth, Blake. Don't don't back <laughs> Stick down. Stick to your guns. Stick to your yeah. guns. I tried, and it just wasn't going nowhere. But, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I was just thinking good turn bad, and I'm like, it's uh, and I don't know if he Ben's was. Ben's got a good point. He says It's better than was, Dominic Toretto. He was the hero sure. of his own story. Yeah. See? Yeah. It's true. That's, that's what he I was did, trying to say. There you go. He did murder <laughs> a man on live television, you know, to prove a point. And that's what heroes do. Right. Everybody has their own version of a hero. Right, and that's not mine, but it's some. It's his own. He's he's speaking my, his truth. Mine's anybody <laughs> that'll buy me a pizza. So we're just gonna so. act like that didn't happen and go into your number three. I really liked yours, man. <laughs> I didn't like the backtrack. That you know, just be like, screw you guys. Okay, so for my number three comes from uh, the world of literature. Are you guys familiar with the Count of Monte Cristo? That's yeah. my favorite book of all time. Okay. So, and Jim yeah. Caviezel, the movie. Because it's the only one he read. One of my yeah, number yeah. five top movies of all time. So this, this have you read yes, or watched? I okay, know the so story you're, you're of Count of Monte Cristo. Okay. <laughs> he said that so condescendingly. You know, he does this at work, too. I'll be like, Danny, uh, we're going to measure this and measure it in foot increments. And he goes, oh, really? You measure in foot increments? You want to show me how to do that? And I'll be like, shut up, Danny. Like, I wasn't saying you didn't know how to do it. I'm just telling you how, to, like, what to do. And then he makes fun of me for, like, 30 minutes. So, um, all right. So, you know, one of my favorite stories of all time. But, you know, in this one, it's super complicated because he goes from being a good guy that just had something bad happen to him to thinking that he is the hero of, of his own story, but he slowly turns into the villain because of what he's doing and then ultimately comes back to realizing that that's not the path he wants to go down but like it it's a really satisfying thing to be a part of as like a reader of the story because you're like hell yeah dude like get all those people that mess with your life yeah but at at least in the book as well like you kind of slowly come to realize that it's eating him away to the point where he's like okay i don't even know why i'm doing this it consumes him yeah yeah so uh but yeah, what was the uh, Luis Guzman? Is it yes. the movie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of his <laughs> finest roles. So, I, I have a hard time thinking of another serious effort from him in anything. I mean, waiting. That was pretty serious <laughs> when he's doing so. the bat wing. <laughs> <laughs> the goat. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched Waiting, you should watch it. Unless you have children that live in the house, then don't watch it, <laughs> or just don't watch it with them. 
that's yeah, an that's option. also an option. Yeah, yeah just don't do that. that. So. <laughs> Jared's never had kids in his life, so nope. <laughs> they do have a bit time. He doesn't know how kids work. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> kids have bedtimes? <laughs> oh, jeez. I just thought um, they fall asleep by themselves. <laughs> Ben's number three, and this is this is a great plot twist. Um, because you don't really realize they're manipulating time as you're watching it until it happens. But in Westworld, um, have you seen that? I have. That's good. When you find out that William is actually the man in black, the older man that's going around killing Ed Harris. Yeah, yeah, the Ed Harris character that's ripping people's heads off and killing, like doing just god-awful things to the robots, for sure. Um, And then you find out why he, you know, that's when he was really younger, good. he was in Westworld, and he fell in love with one of them, and then found out later that they aren't real people. It's literally the only time in movies or TV that I've genuinely be been surprised by something like that. Like I had no idea what was going on. I was just like, "Wait!" Like I remember that moment. I was like, "Oh my god!" I never saw this coming. And then when you watch it again, you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah you could see it. Like it's definitely that guy." But it. One of the better first seasons I've ever watched before was Westworld's their first season. Yeah. Fantastic. Ben show. says we would all do awful things to them, the the sex robots, and I can't honestly tell you what where I would get in that. Ben, situation. all I would want is just a nice hug, man. That's all. <laughs> uh, my number three <clears throat> is the Batman Who Laughs. Yep. Um, it's your normal Batman. Um, and then he gets infused with some of Joker's blood and becomes uh, a hybrid of Batman and the Joker together. So you have all of Bruce Wayne's ability to logic and work through a problem and take down the entire Justice League if he feels like it um, with the insan- well, the hyper-sanity of the Joker because the Joker's not insane. He's hyper-sane. He sees the world in a way that we can't possibly understand. Um, so he's not, I mean, people think, the Joker's nuts, but he's not. Um, but this is a, a version of Batman that's the same way. He thinks exactly like the Joker if the Joker was Bruce Wayne. Um, and one of DC's biggest, most powerful villains they've ever created, every time he shows up, he's just he puts everything on its head. Um, and he created this situation where he was pulling alternate reality Batmans from all over the DC multiverse and bringing them to the main dc universe and making batman fight them and they were just destroying the dc universe um which it's one of the most fun stories that i've read in a long time um they kind of they stagnated with the batman who laughs but the early stuff is so good just the idea of batman versus himself if he were you know all the the gloves were off he could do whatever he wanted um probably my favorite thing is the his joke his uh his robins are these little goblin looking versions of robin and there's just hundreds of them really and they've all been given the joker serum so they're just crazy and just do whatever <laughs> batman tells them to uh blake your number two number two uh michael fassbender's magneto yeah uh favorite version of magneto in the in the movie films but uh yeah, I really like how he really, sh- I mean, was trying to be good. Actually, I mean, he went through crap, you know, when he was a kid and stuff. And uh, They call that uh, World War Two. Yeah, yeah. 
It's a lot of crap. It was, yeah, Nazi, <laughs> it was Nazi internment camps was right. the crap he went through. But uh, I, I, mainly, I guess, the part where, where he tried on it. Yeah, I We're mean, not laughing I mean, at the Nazi internment camps. <laughs> no. Like, no. That's not where the laugh. But I guess, I guess the from. part, you know, in the movies where, you know, he, he went out and started a family. is sure. actually just try to have an honest living, you know, yeah. uh, try to get that piece of life that Charles is talking about and, and live. And uh, no matter what, you know, stuff, that stuff followed him. People found out who he was out there hiding and boom, killed the family and he's back to being bad again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just really enjoy that. I feel like they borrowed a little from uh, Old Man Logan for that where he comes home and finds his entire family killed sure. and then goes after the Hulk family for it. Um, I actually have read that comic, believe it or not. Nice. Yeah. I actually okay. own it. It's so good. I love it Old is. Man Logan. This guy over here, I got a X-Wing drone. I got a comic that's really cool. Like, <laughs> we get it. You're awesome. Isn't you, isn't that where uh, Hawkeye and Logan are? Yeah. Yeah. That's so. Yes. He's Hawkeye's blind. blind. Yeah. S- speaking of Hulk, this isn't my number two, but Hulk and then Maestro uh, in the future would be on Yeah, my that'd top be a great 10. one to add yeah. to somebody's list. Yeah, somebody should totally do that. <laughs> Man, there's two lucky guys that are going to have a great time. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. So, all Jared, right. you're number two. So my number two is kind of a layered hero villain uh, setup. Um, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong. But Professor Snape from the Harry Potter universe. Bad turn good. Then turned bad again, but was really good the whole time. But for you know years, people were not sure where he was. Are you drawing from the movies or the books? Both. Well, in the books, he's never good. He's just then the movies keeping a promise. To... <laughs> Listen, I read the to books Harry's when mom, I was younger, Lily. and I've watched the movies yesterday, so I'm going above the movies. <laughs> yeah, the the movies definitely portray it a little different than the books. In the books, he's never really good. He just made a promise to Lily that he would protect Harry. Kind of. Well, then or whatever. movie he just, Snape. He just, what a, he's what just a, a crazy fucking life. creeper who loves Lily, and Harry's got her eyes. So probably sniffed her hair. Oh weirdo. yeah, he definitely. Yeah. Sniffed her hair every chance he got. What a weird thing. Like, what do people get out of that, you know? I don't know. Now that I've picked it poorly, I'm just trying to be like, oh, look over there. Let's all talk about this. But in the mo- <laughs> but in the movies, like, he, what a strange thing to go through. Like, because in the movies, he was bad, but then he turned good and was good throughout. But having to portray yourself as being a villain, you know, killing the guy that gave you a second chance and then, you know, just happen to act like you're betrayed everybody that you really love like that's tough so and always just wearing black long robes looking like a pale ghost like creature he was so. good in his own story yeah. yeah he was the hero of his yeah. own story yeah so see if you, who's the guy that plays snape who's the actor he passed away um, alan yeah. uh, alan rickman alan rickman alan, yep. so have you ever seen the movie galaxy quest yes is that with a Tim Allen? Yes. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Allen's it's been a better long Star Trek movie than almost all the ones with uh, the original cast. I was young, young when I seen that. Oh, dude, watch it again. It really? is top three favorite comedies of all time. <laughs> I'd put it up there with the likes of like Tropic Thunder and those types. Like, It's just a good movie. Didn't Alan Rickman play in Quigley Down Under? Tom yeah. Selleck? That's, yeah, that's he was a great the villain. Movie. I don't know. Yeah, he was the bad he guy. He was the villain. Uh. He's the villain in Die Hard. Hell yeah, he is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. 
Played a lot of good villains. Yeah. Who's the guy? He's that a great looks, actor. That looks like Alan Rickman, but is he was the uh, director in Tropic Thunder? Look vaguely similar, but they're not similar at all. Oh, Ben, look it up. That's what uh, Ben's here for. <laughs> that is what Ben does. It is. Uh, what is his name? Stephen Partridge or something? I don't know. Hmm. But he was in a really good movie called Hamlet Two as well. So it's very. Very under the radar movie, but that's, that's funny. funny. That reminds me of Whitest Kids You Know, uh, the start of the Abraham Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> now skit. you fucked up when he's, when he's like, Hamlet, 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 oh Hamlet, oh fuck Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, Hamlet, look out! There's a vampire! <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> there's a dude behind you. Yeah, that's so funny. He's like. Mr. President, could you please shut up? All right, so my number two is Professor Snape. So nice, yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool. tight, tight, tight. It's, yeah, it fits. I mean, of out of all the ones on the list, that's probably the most appropriate. Listen, listen Danny, it's Ben's it's, number two. It's it's better than the Joker from what he said. So can you hear me? Yeah, he can hear you. That's I the, thought if that's you put the headphones your, your uh, hand over your mouth, yeah, no, you, you can't. You. you can't whisper. So Ben's number two. <laughs> yeah. So Ben's number two. Um, Ben's number two is Big Boss from the Metal Gear Solid series. Um, if you've not played Metal Gear, uh, Metal Gear Solid One, you play a snake. But in the original Nintendo Metal Gear games, you played as Big Boss, and he was the hero of the story. And when you get to the end of Metal Gear Solid, you find out that he's the villain of that story and that uh, Snake is a clone of Big Boss and he's not actually the snake from the original games. Um, but it's Steve Coogan. Yes. Thank you, Ben. Steve, Steve Coogan, Coogan is who nice. you're referring to. He's also a large-nosed British actor, just like Alan Rickman. They look vaguely enough together that if yeah, I if you saw squint. him in a once-over, yeah, yeah. Or had yeah. bad vision. Not a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or just ignorant, which I am. So <laughs> I wasn't gonna. I, for the record, I was not gonna agree to that. Listen, I live my own truth, man. So yeah. you don't have to tell me. Anything I would never. I don't know. You're. I would never let an ignorant person. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> What's your number one, Ben? My number two is Ultimate Reed Richards. Okay. Um, if you read the Ultimate comic line, um, unlike the main, uh. 616 Marvel, Reed Richards. Um, this one decides that it's more important to experiment than be with his family. The Maker. Thank you, Ben. Um, he becomes a character called The Maker. Um, but he starts out as your normal Reed, interested in science, wants to adventure with his family, falls in love with Sue and all of that stuff. And then he takes this whole ass twist and becomes this crazy, unstoppable person who is just experimenting on everybody he can he does experiments on himself to expand his own brain and so he gets this weird like alien um sized skull because his whole brain is hanging out the back really? of i was gonna let him yeah. suffer through that one. Yeah. Like, what do you mean <laughs> i was trying to think of i was this. trying to think of the name of the aliens the xenomorphs oh, um, he gets a xenomorph sized okay. head sure um, but he's still kicking around the 616. He survived the death of the Ultimate Universe, and he most recently plagued Venom as a villain. He took the Venom symbiote off of Eddie Brock and experimented on Eddie's body and the symbiote separately, and then got his own symbiote, and it became this 
stretchy version of Reed Richards, who was also a symbiote, who was crazy, who's also jumping universes. Oh, wow. And he's trying to restart the Ultimate Universe with, like, in the worst fucking way. Just, like, he doesn't even care if he kills the main 616. He just wants his own universe back. But he's, like, if you think about, like, King the Conqueror as being one of Marvel's most unstoppable villains, the Maker is right there next to him. He's also just crazy and hard to stop. He's almost as bad as Dark Beast, or maybe worse than Dark Beast. And how many comics are in this series? The Ultimate series? Ultimate's, the Ultimate Comics line went for like six or seven years. Hmm. Um, wow. And then they kind of... So the cool thing about the Ultimate Comic line was that they restarted their universe and tried to tell stories without all of the main continuity errors that the 616 has dealt with. Sure. Except that they kept passing the comic lines off to other creators without making a cohesive narrative. So eventually it became just as muddied as the main 616, so there was really no point in having it. You just had all these comic lines that you couldn't keep up with. So then they did this thing trying to save it where they killed all of the main Marvel characters out of the Ultimate Universe and then relaunched it with second-generation characters. So um, Magneto caused a giant wave to crash into the world and kill everybody off, and it killed... You know, all of the main X-Men, Wolverine, um, all of the Marvel heroes, Captain America, everybody died, and then you got a second generation of these heroes. Well, those that second generation sucks so bad that they just canceled the storyline. They did the Secret Wars, and then they combined the characters that were good, which is Miles Morales, um, uh, Wolverine's son, uh, Wolverine 2. It's James Hudson, James Hudson, Wolverine's son, and the maker... And uh, there might be one or two more characters that survived the combination of the universes, um, but everyone else didn't make it. Huh. Um, so now he's just trying to reestablish the ultimate universe. Hopefully they don't do it. It'd be stupid. But hmm. <laughs> he's the worst. The maker's the worst. Um, Blake, your number one. The one and only Bucky Bart. Bucky? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. I mean, good. Hero bad. turn villain turn hero. Yeah. Just like I mean, you didn't have Snape. you didn't have a limit on how many times you're supposed to go back and forth, right? No. Nope. Okay. It could be like I. Like <laughs> I think I, I did like six of them with uh, with the like Snape. I said, well, well, he kind of looked at me when I topic. said it. Uh, it could be for a second, a minute, or gotcha. permanently. Okay. It, it didn't matter how long they were a villain for. Yeah. I mean, we all know I'm a big fan of Cap, so uh, yep. you know that being his best friend, you know, uh, I also enjoyed his character mainly in the MCU because that's all I know. But uh, yeah. Winter Soldier's fun. Um, we've talked about this. It's the w- one of three characters that stayed dead in comics for a really long time. Bucky Barnes, Gwen Stacy, and Jason Todd. Um, but they did such a great job bringing him back. And I believe it was Ed Brubaker that wrote the, sto- wrote the story that brought um, Bucky back as a Winter Soldier. Um, and then became Captain America in his own right. And the comics where he was Cap are really good. Um, it was a great run. It was a great refresher for the series to like kind of pump some new blood into what was going on with the Captain America stories. Sure. Um, but yeah, uh, and, and it's such a great story of Cap's teenage sidekick being killed off and nobody giving a shit, and then him popping back up 40 years later in the Marvel Comics and being just this badass character that nobody can really handle. And he's a super spy on the level of black widow and some of the other like best characters, taskmaster. Um, and which is why he could stand as his own on his own as uh, cap. And his stories since have been good. Like he just does a lot of espionage spy shit. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a great one. Thanks. Um, good job. 
You're number one. So my number one. Gold star, Blake. Right there on your heart. <laughs> I didn't know we were awarding stars for this. Well, don't worry about it. You're not going to get one. I just got really <laughs> self-conscious. Like, oh, shit. Like, you know, I, I want this to be my number one. <laughs> uh, my number one is... Uh, okay, so there were some on my list hey, that I was Heather, thinking about. Heather, make a note. I want to get some gold stars for... Hey, okay, is it thank Wanda? you. Huh? Is it Wanda? No, it's not Wanda. I can hear you. Like, you're covering the mic is not helping you. <laughs> What's that, Danny? We were, we were talking right through. We couldn't hear you. If the if number I one thing on a it, podcast is to have yeah, side no, conversations. If, if, if I can hear it, everyone this can hear it. This is annoying as hell. Let's go get some food or something. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, my... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's great that we're that doing the here. video because nobody would understand you know, what the heck I was I, doing. I've never even thought about that working. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did have as my number one Harvey Dent and Two Face uh, because you know I just think that's one of the best hero turned villains that they have. Um, I thought about Injustice Superman, but I figured somebody else was going to pick him. So Got I'll it. go with a classic from the DC universe, Sinestro. Uh, from the Green Lantern Corn turned evil. Okay, probably one of the bigger like mainstay villains in in DC after he turned into a villain and started up the yellow uh, the Yellow Lanterns, like just the absolute. Because isn't the storyline where he got kicked out of the Green Lantern Corns because he was doing something on some planet like killing a bunch of people and doing yeah. a bunch of crazy stuff and then they kicked him out of the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. And... The Green Lanterns are basically space policed and yeah. he broke the police code. They the basically. Popo. Yeah, and they kicked him off the force. Yeah. And uh he in revenge started his own force. Isn't that crazy? Like, it's not like he just started a bunch of Rena cops to, like, you know, be against the police. Like, he literally took, like, an elemental thing like fear and turned it into, like, the, you know, the Green Lantern Corps or the, the Yellow Lantern. So, and they did a lot with that in the Green Lantern comics back in the day when they sure. were like, what's Green Lantern's weakness? The color yellow. Pencils. Yeah, and then, Bananas. well, let's make his arch nemesis a yellow lantern, and his powers won't work on his powers. But also, his powers only weaknesses the green lantern's powers. So cool, they'll just cancel each other out and fight. They're just two dudes just boxing it out. Yeah. <laughs> was was the yellow lantern core the second, or were there other of the other cores that were actually? It's the second. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the amethyst. Um, I got gotcha. you. Lanterns, the, the pink. Saf- the, were you talking about Sapphire? Yeah, or? Star Sapphire. Okay. Yeah, Star yeah, Sapphire, Sapphire was the, it was Hal Jordan's longtime girlfriend, and then they gave her her own power ring, but she had pink powers instead Ugh. of green or yellow. Yeah, hate to see it. And it's it's really very similar to the way that they kept adding new kryptonites to yeah, yeah, yeah. Superman's uh, story. Every time they wanted, like, they didn't know what they were going to do, and they wanted to write a fun story, they were like, let's introduce a new color of kryptonite. And, well, what's this one do? Well... Makes him an asshole. <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, he's not evil. Yeah. He's just really rude all the time to <laughs> He doesn't everyone. hold the door open for people yeah. anymore. He's still a hero. Just, what a dick. Just a rude hero. That's so crazy. Ben said there was uh, three other colors? There's yeah, there's a bunch, three. actually. Wow. There's there's uh, azure, blue, blue lanterns, white, white, green, yellow, red, orange. Um, I think that's it. Wow. There's no black lantern, of course. Black lanterns, yep. Boom! Thank you. <laughs> I am on I point. I always forget about the Black Lanterns, but I, I really like the Black so Lanterns. I want my gold star. You got a yeah. rainbow of lanterns there. They do. and Well, the White Lanterns are all the powers together. 
uh, like sure. the way that the electromagnetic spectrum works by combining all colors of light into one, which yeah. is how you get white. Hmm. Unless then, you're talking about color on paper, and then white is the absence of color. I don't know why I'm explaining this to you. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> we did not know this information. See, this is what happens at work is he thinks I explained dumb. Th- well, now I understand. I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. This was a learning moment, Woo. both in how the electromagnetic spectrum works and how much it sucks to work and, for you. And this is just like a reference back to Cap from earlier when he's like, oh, dang it. That's annoying. I finally, yeah, I get it. I understand. The, uh, <laughs> the orange lantern core is actually just one. One person. It's one ring. And because it's greed yeah. is the, the power that they have. And so it's one ring with the ability to make an entire core of like, like that's how the power works. You just make other people and then they do what you want them, what you want them to do, but they're not actually sentient or alive. You just Hmm. create them. And that's Hmm. how that power works. So his core is actually, it's just him and one ring and he can make an army and it's still as powerful as the rest of the lanterns. I get so much work done. Could you imagine that? We'll build this house in one day and come back. It's just, I would kill to have that. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I think I just found my new my new favorite power. Yeah, it's very similar to Gollum and the One Ring. I actually forget that character's name, but he's he's fun. He's huh. very crazy, greedy. He's like Gollum in the DC universe. I mean, that only makes sense. You create more people that do so much more for you, make you more money. You're going to be greedy. Yeah, there you go. It's true. I don't know that he's ever used it in that sense. I didn't Probably see not. him going around building. Houses for I think we're making it more of a personal power. That's, that shows you that I should never get powers. Is the greatest thing I can think of is I could make money building houses in it a day. Like, wouldn't help world hunger. Wouldn't do anything. I, just, I can. You would do help, my normal you would help job world faster. shelter though. Yeah. No oh. homeless person. No, nah, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not a hero. <laughs> not even in your own story. Not even. A, <laughs> I'm only co- co-manager with Satan. Jared, Jared's villain turned villain twist just totally caught us off guard. Yep, 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 yep. Jared is my number six. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Uh, Larflees. Thank you, Ben. Larflees is the name of the Orange Lantern. Wow. Um, did he know that, or did he have to look it up? I bet he knew it. I, I'd respect that. I'm willing to bet he knew Yeah, it. Ben's not a noob like some of us. Yeah, he did so. throw a noob at you guys. Yeah. He threw uh, a noob at us. No, he called you guys noobs for not knowing who the maker was. Um, Ben's <laughs> oh my number God. one. <laughs> Ben's uh, number one. Yeah, you're being judged. Ben's number one is Hal Jordan during the Emerald Twilight storyline, um, turning on the entire Green Lantern Corps. Um, he was trying to gain the power of all the the, the entire Green Lantern power battery uh, to resurrect all of fuck. What is the name of their city? Coast City, I think. Is Emerald Green City. City. No, Green Lantern <laughs> City on Earth that he protects is basically California. Oh, I yeah. I think yeah. it's called. I, th- I think it's Coast City or something it's, like that. It sounds doesn't right. matter. Um, City. Ben will tell me. Um, oh, I'm a noob. <laughs> but anyway, it got wiped off the face of the Earth, and everyone died. And he wanted the power to resurrect everyone that died on the city. Um, yeah, it's Coast City. Um, he wanted to resurrect everyone that had died, so he asked the Guardians, the people that control the green lantern powers to please um let him do it and they refused so instead he just killed all the other green lanterns took all of the rings for himself so all the power out of the power battery and then he became um controlled by the um 
Parallax, which is actually the god of fear that powers the Yellow Lantern's rings. Um, but he became powered by him, and he became Parallax himself, which uh, he was the villain in the big DC crossover that year. I'm forgetting the name of it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it's probably one of the hardest like hero to villain twists mm-hmm. in DC history. Hmm. <clears throat> and then he became the Spectre for a while, the the physical embodiment of the wrath of God, and then he got resurrected um, and became well, Hal yeah. Jordan again. <laughs> Could you imagine that type of arc? You just are completely different people for a while, and then you come back to being yourself, and you're like, what the hell? Right. That's crazy. That's nuts. <laughs> it's like, hey, Hal, you still planning on murdering all of us? <laughs> it's like, no, guys, that was that was a phase. Was parallax. That wasn't me. <laughs> totally over it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Remember that 20 bucks you owed me? <laughs> ah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, no, that was, that was Parallax that borrowed that. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Uh, if you ever get a chance to read it, it's so good. I actually had the uh, glow-in-the-dark cover of that comic, um, and then it got ripped in half, but it was so cool. Who did it? One of my little brothers. You know which one. Uh, well, we're not going to get into it. Um, <laughs> next week. Next week, we'll talk about... Final uh, Night was the yeah. crossover where they fought um, How? My number one, uh, previously mentioned by Jared, is the Maestro. Um, oh, shit. Yes, it is Hulk. But it is the Professor Hulk version, um, the sentient, like, not controlled by his anger version of the Hulk, um, decides that he's the most powerful there is, and because of that, he should rule the world, kills all of the Avengers, um, and then creates a world where he's king, and everyone answers to him, and he lives into old age as this version of the Hulk. And then they came up against him in an Avengers crossover. They traveled forward in time, and they had to fight the Maestro. This is true. What Ben just said. I do love the Hulk story. Every episode you talk about Immortal Hulk, I think Immortal Hulk yeah. is amazing. But the Maestro's fun too. Um, if you the Marvel Legends figure that they released of the Maestro, um, <laughs> he actually, yeah, and he's well, that's Old Man Logan where he's incestually sleeping with his cousin. But that's some Bollinger County shit. That's, um, that's Canadian <laughs> comics for you. But anyway, he... Wolverine's uh, Canadian. The Maestro <laughs> actually Deep killed all there. the Avengers. He's got, like, Cap Shield, Iron Man's helmet, uh, Molnair, um, all as, like... Uh, I think he has Magneto's helmet on him, too. Um, so he's worthy. And he just wears it as a belt. It's just accoutrement. Uh, it's just how he dresses there? in the morning. Huh? How's he wearing Milnir? He's not lifting it by well, his hand. Well, the belt's lifting it. Yeah. It's like putting it in an elevator and yeah. sending it up. The elevator's He's not, not wielding it. Okay. Well, uh-huh. hey, okay, listen to this. Uh, Thor the Dark World, when Thor comes to Jane, Jane's apartment, he puts Milnir onto her little coat rack that yeah, she has. Yeah, just on the hangs side, on the coat rack. And it hangs. Okay. So, therefore, you know. So, but then pointed this out, but there's a new level in the Avengers game for. Uh, well, the Avengers game, where Maestro's the villain. And oh! You have to fight him. So what you're saying is, like in the MCU, when they go, you know, we got all those people down in the crater trying to pull the hammer out, they could have just wrapped a piece of cloth around it, held the cloth, and went like this. It's weird. It's hard oh. to explain that, because they very clearly hook a chain with a truck to uh, it, sure, try sure. to drag it out of yeah. the crater, but, and but it I, rips the back of the truck but here's off. Here's what I think. Stan Lee since, did, actually. Since <laughs> Thor, in this scenario, is in which he's picking it up and then putting it somewhere, if 
Thor put it on the coat rack, so therefore it goes there, and Thor can pick it back up. I doubt somebody else could have picked up Mjolnir off of the coat rack. Maybe, so do you think Thor went and hooked that on Thor. his belt loop then? I was going to say, maybe... <laughs> <laughs> That's a loop, all right? Maybe when he killed Thor, he just, like, let him... Like, as he was dropping Mjolnir, he just, like, caught it on his belt. And <laughs> or or here, here's, there. here's a darker take. What if the belt is made out of Thor... Ooh. Thor's oh. hand locked around it, oh. and then he just skinned him until he could make a belt. That's he could probably good. just take his whole body and turn yeah, it yeah, into yeah, a belt. Yeah. That is good. Tie it around yeah. himself. That's a great question. I don't have the answer to. <laughs> That's a great theory. Everybody knows Asgardian leather is the best. It's the most <laughs> sought of. <laughs> a direct quote. You, you know what we didn't talk about yet? So. We talked about this last week briefly, but we didn't talk about the full trailer for The Matrix. As long as we're right. done talking about and the other things. we should talk about that. But actually, I don't think we got Ben's number one. Oh, is it Neo? Probably not. I don't want to. <laughs> Neo didn't really care. do a villain turn. It's probably Omega Red. <laughs> I can't think of a single time Omega Red was a hero. <laughs> to Ben, though, in his own story, he was. Yeah, in everybody's <laughs> own story, they're allowed to be the hero, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, with his vanadium whips. Oh, Hal. Hal is his number one. What? Hal was his number one. Yeah. Oh, shit. You right. Wow. I was Man. trying to segue us into something different, and then he just <laughs> said, no, 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 no. You know, I Sorry. sound. I seem like the idiot here, but I said that he didn't say his number one, and you guys didn't correct me, so we're all stupid. Well, it's because yeah. we're scared of you. That's that makes all, sense. Oh, we're all noobs. It's all this yeah, forehead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll admit we're noobs as long as you admit that you are also a noob. I'm not a noob. Well, no. He was just incorrect. Or okay. just, well, not incorrect. So he was wrong. He, he just yeah. was forgetful. No. He was yeah. forgetful. I thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. <laughs> You know who else was mistaken? Neo when he <laughs> So that he, he was mistaken for dead. <laughs> yeah. So so have you guys seen this? I know you've I've seen, seen it. it. Yeah. Okay. I've seen it once. Okay. Cuz here's my theory and I'm sure other people have watched a lot or may have theories. I think Neo has reinserted himself back into the matrix. I think he got sad. He was blah, blah, blah. For whatever reason, he's like, I want to go back in there because all the scenes with the blue pills, because the blue pills in the movies were representing you go back to the Matrix and you don't, you know, we're not going to free you. And so he's got all these. So I feel like he's taking these pills, whether as like a, you know, something for his mind to keep Mm -hmm. him in there or something. Because Trinity's in there. And we discussed this the other day in the the trilogy the last one trinity died so she's not alive as a regular person so she she's, she's in the part matrix. of the matrix she's got to be part of the matrix yeah. and the fact that the guy that i would assume is playing the morpheus type guy that they look vaguely similar to their other characters which i think is intentional i think that's the matrix's right. way of trying to pull neo into something by having him hmm. have other characters or it's somebody else trying to get his mind i'm excited for up. it yeah yeah it looks really good yeah but my question, okay. based on seeing it, and and maybe not, they're trying to make a whole nother Matrix trilogy out of this. So, wow. Yeah. I didn't it's, know that. it's not just four. They're doing oh. four, five, and six. I didn't know that. Um, That's kind of crazy. <clears throat> but what if Neo's really fucking old? Huh. And he's just younger in the Matrix. Okay. And yeah. so at the end of this movie, we just see like he's an old blind man. Living that, on the moon. Yeah, that can only use his <laughs> abilities inside the Matrix. And oh, yeah, the, the thing with Trinity, it's the only place he can be with her. Okay. Uh. Okay, hear me out on this one. So you know how they said that the one was something that continued over and over again as a cycle? Yes. What if Neo's old and he's in the Matrix, but either the Matrix or other others are trying to 
kill him because they want the cycle to start back over. Well, could be. So mm-hmm. that could be a thing. I, I do think. I mean, if this they end up making money off this and being a trilogy, it probably will be the better trilogy. Because I mean, look at where we are with special effects, CGI, and stuff now. Sure. Yeah, we love the Matrix back then, but we can all pick it apart. With I, I mean, really only love the the original, the oh, Matrix. Really? I yeah. enjoyed parts of right. two and three, but they're not great. Yeah, not I'm not saying original. they're great, but I mean they were entertaining. I mean, sure, they then. weren't boring or right. you know. And you know, looking back now, you know the special effects. Uh, you know, you, as a kid, you might have thought was cool. You know, <laughs> you now they the really can be fight? cool. <laughs> Everybody looks like they're Play-Doh creatures, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it, with the the ability to make CGI characters look like they're actual real human beings in the movie, and I the best example I can think of for that is the Hulk. Sure. Where you don't ever watch an Avengers movie and think, "Oh, that's a CGI character." Yeah, right. He's just another person on the screen. He's just a big green person. Right. <clears throat> and they have that ability to do that in every movie now. Um, which, and I think it's really hasn't been done well in the Star Wars movies, which is weird because Industrial Light and Magic invented this technology. Um, but like the Luke Skywalker in the Mandalorian was not great. No. It it needed some work. Oh, yeah. Maybe just because they pumped it out too quick or they didn't have the budget to really refine it, but it was cool. Um, it was a cool idea, but I just think that they could have done a little better job Well, Disney it. was too busy put most of their budget into Marvel. So. Sure. Well, they also were doing more <laughs> de-aging because that was Mark Hamill, so it wasn't a completely different person playing that. He Mark was, Hamill voiced it. Yeah, oh, no, I thought it was, he was the guy that no, I, okay. he didn't. It was actually someone else. Yeah. Okay. They had well, another person play it. New. It was like a, a Paul Walker thing. They took a. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that was his brother, and they just put yeah. CGI his face on there. Rest so. in well, peace, Paul. They could have literally just put Paul Walker's head on somebody else. They just had to I travel he, a couple honestly, miles from the wreck and pick it up. When he just said that, I thought he meant. Luke Skywalker could have had Paul Walker's face, and I was like, "I don't, I don't think that's gonna go the way you think, man." That's no. okay. No, that was I'm glad. A, <laughs> yeah, he not mixing those family. universes. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. Yes. Love. All right. Um, but yeah, uh, Ben's asking who's gonna play Agent Smith. It's entirely possible for Hugo Weaving to come. He back. can still do it. Yeah, he can. <laughs> the man never ages. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. They really basically killed agent smith at the end of the last movie too so whether we'll see that program again i'm sure hugo weaving will pop up Mm -hmm. i mean he's not tied up with any mcu stuff (laughs) they completely replaced him hasn't been for a long time yeah he didn't even play red school in endgame Mm -mm. i honestly thought that whoever did that did a great job i didn't really notice at first i he sounded slightly different but i didn't i didn't notice oh that wasn't hugo i'm drawing a blank on his name but he's one of the guys in walking dead that oh really yeah. I didn't know that Ross it's Ross hmm. something I gave up on Walking Dead yeah it was a few yeah. months ago actually <laughs> before I read and realized that it wasn't Hugo Weaving yeah, yeah and like, the wow. same so. guy does Red Skull's voice and the captain or yes. the agent Carter ah, I, that's where I read that yeah. too yeah and it's honestly he probably did it in Avengers Assemble oh no 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 not Avengers Assemble what was the Endgame? show that, no the animated show that they had back in the day um they started out, it was called Avengers Ross Assemble, Marquand. and then they had a, a secondary version. But No, they had, they, they, they really just brought him in for um, Infinity War, and then yeah. for What If. Maybe I just assumed that German voices and sound so. I don't think he really looks anything like Hugo Weaving, but he definitely looked like Red Skull. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I like that 
the way he looked in Infinity War and Endgame way better than Captain America the First Avenger. First Avenger. We were in the early stages still. I can rewatch sure. First Avenger, but it is not my favorite MCU movie. It is so boring. It's way down what? on the list. For me. It is not boring. Where it's would you, boring. Would no. you rank it l- more boring than Iron Man 2 and 3? I wouldn't rank Iron Man 2 and 3 as boring. Really? I think their plot is stupid. Yeah. I don't think they were well made. No. They I, didn't give Iron Man any quality villains in his standalone film. Iron Man 1's great. Yeah. Iron Man 2, my biggest problem with Iron Man 2, and it gets me every time, takes me right out of the movie, is whenever he is fighting uh, Whiplash on the race car track, yeah. on the racetrack, and he and uh, Happy runs into him with a fucking car. Yeah. Yeah. Twice. And then, and then backs up and runs into him again. Yeah. yeah. He's wearing a chest piece and yeah. no other armor. I know. There was nothing protecting his pelvis from being ground dead. into yeah. fine gravel. I wish they would have picked a different actor, too. He'd have died. He'd have been dead. Well, he can't be so Russian that a car can't hurt him. I'm not a huge That's Mickey so Rourke dumb. Fan. Yeah. I mean, I think the big issue with that was Marvel was suffering through the... Uh, I don't know what it's what it's called. There's a specific thing you call, but it's like a mirrored villain to the hero. Right. So basically the hero's fighting his villain self you know and you got that pretty much in all three iron mans you got obadiah stain uh mm-hmm. then you had this guy who in both mechanical and then you had the rich entrepreneur um guy uh in the last one i got can't Pierce. hate on uh Iron Man 3 as much as I used to because it gave us Trevor Slattery. This is so true. Okay, yeah, that's... But it's a bad movie. One of the best parts of the MCU now. Oh, my yeah. God. Spin off. Yeah. We better uh, see a whole bunch more of him. I hope so. Ben Kingsley is so funny. Yes. Yeah. But that whole thing with the Mandarin just pissed me off. Yeah. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Like, hey, let's give you the Mandarin in a comic book movie. Awesome. Let's make it not the thing. Let's let's make it fake. When Disney what? Plus is operating. Oh, what next? You're going to make Captain America a Hydra agent? In the list of good ideas, that's way the fuck down there. I love how Disney Plus right now is really pushing that one shot, too. What was that at the end of Thor 2? Yes. Or whatever that was. I don't know. Uh, oh, no. All Hail the King. Yeah, All Hail the King. That and the one is that the same thing? One shot, I'll hail the king. Yeah, yeah, it's a one. But well, Disney Plus is really trying to push that to <laughs> right before Shang Chi, yeah. which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so Blake, are you prepared to um, yeah. hit us with your? We new actually segment? have a, a basis for this segment now. Fantastic! Yes. I think I think we've worked up some good ideas for everyone. So we are going to uh, do that now, and this is a shitty transition. Here we go. It's So, Make Mine Marvel is now going to be me reading issues of comics uh, since, you know, I love the MCU and I'm trying to further my education in the comic world. Uh, I'm going to start reading the issue of a series and kind of paraphrasing and going over uh, every issue I read once a week. So, I am starting the... This better not suck! Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm reading the House of M series, issue number one. Starts out with this just... This amazing moment that, you know, is supposed to be special. Wanda's having birth of these twins. And uh, 
Vision comes by her side. It's just it's just a great moment. And then all of a sudden you hear, put it back. <laughs> and it's Professor X sitting over here beside the bed telling her to put it back. And none of this is real. It's a, it's a warped fa- false reality she's created. And uh, it was very similar to WandaVision, I guess, is where they kind of got their take off of that. And uh, she starts freaking out on him, not wanting to make the reality disappear. She finally makes it all dis- disperse into nothing. And uh, then it shows Magneto and Professor X talking, uh, trying to figure out, you know, what to do with her since she's getting out of control, uh, which is kind of weird because they're talking about maybe they need to kill her, uh, which is pretty pretty bold just to be sitting there figuring out if we should kill our friend or not just because she can't control her powers. Uh, so then we see the the Avengers, the ones that we all know in the MCU, uh, standing outside this big building. They're calling themselves the Old Avengers, and they're going to the new Avengers mansion. And then you see the X-Men meeting there, too, in the new mansion. And apparently Professor X has nothing to do with the X-Men, which I plan on asking Danny here in a minute why, because I'm sure he probably knows. <laughs> it does not explain. Uh, and uh, they're all talking about Wanda's fate. Uh, some want to kill her. Some disagree with it. Uh, they haven't really made a decision, but they all decide that they need to go approach her, confront her, figure out what they're going to do, I guess, when they approach her on the spot. Not really sure. Uh, so then Pietro hears it and runs to Magneto, lets them know that uh, they're talking about killing her. And Magneto's kind of agreeing about killing his own daughter. Uh, so next scene goes to them confronting her. They go to find her. They cannot find her whatsoever. Peter Parker uh, shows him over to the side in the room. She's a big glowing orb. And then just flashes it to him waking up in bed in a whole new reality. And to be continued for next week, issue two. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Boom shakalaka. <laughs> That's in the notes. We're going to make sure that music's off when we switch back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your Make Mine Marvel, Blake. Thanks. That was fantastic. That's so I do have a question. Do you know why Professor X has nothing so to do with the X? there was a period there where, it, and, and it follows the Phoenix saga, whenever they found out that Professor X had been suppressing Jean Grey's mind and he had done it against her will. And the truth came out that he had been doing shit like this for a long time. And the X-Men all kind of lost faith in him because nobody knew whether what they had experienced as X-Men had really happened or if it was Professor X manipulating their minds. Like Cyclops started to question whether or not he actually loved Jean Grey or if that was just Professor X putting that in his head that he should love Jean so that Jean would stay more grounded. Like how far did this manipulation go to control Jean and the the Phoenix Force? Hmm. And so he kind of removed himself from the X Men, and um, now he's just doing it again to someone else, right? And <laughs> that's that's the crazy thing about the Professor X character. You think of Professor X as this like all wise, good character who that does should great have been my things. Number one. He he really he really does some shitty things, and he has for a long time. Mm. I mean, he's a guy who started a school and then started using the teenagers of that school as superheroes without telling anybody's parents. Um, without consulting anybody, he's just putting all these children's lives in danger. Like, it's very similar to thinking about, like, Batman putting children in harm's way just as a distraction so that people won't shoot at him. It's like, let's Mm. stress this kid and 
in hot pants and <laughs> bright green and red <laughs> clothes with a big short yellow cape. And tights. Yeah, that's it. Because they're bound that, to hit green and red before they are black in the night. That, that draws more fire <laughs> than the Batman costume. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. So yeah, it's very similar. They the, the entire X Men team just really started like questioning, like, why did Wolverine go from being a stone cold killer to being a hero? Did Professor X do that? Hmm. He never really answered it. They moved on. Um, other people ran the school for a while. At one point, Magneto was the headmaster of the school. Oh, Cyclops God. has been headmaster of the school. Storm has been headmaster of the school. Emma Frost. More recently, Wolverine was headmaster of the school. Um, Cyclops took it back for a little bit, and then they did this X-Men relaunch where um, they went back in time and had only ever made good choices, and now the mutants have their own island and everybody's thriving as mutants. And, and I'm thinking about doing, you know, that was just one issue. Uh, I'm thinking about maybe doing like one to two. Oh, Paraphrase yeah. over two. Uh, but it, this is. However, you want to fill three ish minutes of time. That's up to you. This is uh, yeah. it's pretty interesting. I'm enjoying this. I liked it. I've read The House and M, and, it's, and I was still like, okay, yeah, this is pretty good. Like, yeah. I like this. Yeah. House of M really changed the status quo for uh, Marvel. Um, whenever. Uh, so. As a gift to each of the mutants, um, Scarlet Witch gave all of the mutants in the universe, because it was a, a world full of mutants ruling the world, so they weren't fighting with anyone anymore, <clears throat> gave all of the mutants a gift, and the gift was their heart's desire. And Wolverine's heart's desire was to remember everything. And it backfired on Scarlet Witch, because not only could Wolverine remember his entire history, he could remember the world before Scarlet Witch changed it. So are you telling... Make my Marvel in a few weeks. Nope, I'm, that's as far as I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to. Re- I'm going to start a new series. Or I'm going to start lying. Immortal Hulk next week. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good too. I'm done. I won't. I won't get any further. I, I ain't gonna. I was like, listen. I'm like, oh crap. He's telling me what I'm about to read. So <laughs> uh, you'll get there. Um, but um, just tell it better. Some <laughs> stuff know. happened. Blake will tell you guys about it over the next few weeks. Uh, that's as far as I'm getting. He just into went into it. ultra nerd mode. Yeah. <laughs> we started Bad thing is, I was falling for it. I'm yellow. like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Sorry. You guys caught me monologuing. <laughs> uh, classic. You're classic. great at this it. This is though, my villain so turn. I mean. um, but yeah, uh, your kid says hi. Hi. Hey Wyatt, wait a two. Okay, I was like, which the kid? Video. <laughs> Wyatt, apparently you have a bedtime, so you should probably go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wyatt, what, what is your bedtime? Uh, uh, he, all kids. right, he is kind of like he just falls asleep, like you said. Oh, okay. You're kind of so right by that. Yeah. He's, he's thirteen. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he he go, he knows when to go to bed at a certain time. I mean, a decent time. I so. wish I did. <laughs> Blake, it's okay. You're not a shitty parent. It's fine. <laughs> he sleeps. Glad we get that off the table. Your kid sleeps. It's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we are coming up on a little over an hour and a half here. I think this has been a fantastic yeah. episode. Heather, how did you feel about your first uh, your first episode with us? Good. All right. Heather enjoyed it. She'll be back, hopefully. <laughs> L- listen, listen, Heather, if you don't quit talking all the time on the podcast, <laughs> we're never going to get anything you, done. Hey, you watch it. I'll give her a microphone. <laughs> let's let's okay. do it. More than we'll merrier. Add, we'll add more people in. And next um, week, be looking for our new backgrounds. Yes, yes. So a uh, little change up. Uh, we're going to be doing some more stuff in the the background. Um, hey, Seth. <laughs> uh, 
But anyway, uh, we got some great stuff coming out of the pipeline. Uh, Jared's not going to be here next week, but we should have a special guest. Um, if not, we'll just put Heather in the seat over there. Um, <clears throat> you can't do worse than I do. So. <laughs> no, no, I can do worse than I do. Yeah, the bar is set always, really low. You know? I want to thank our sponsors, Blake Hickman Construction, uh, Picture What Designs, and uh, Drop the Mic DJ Service. Thank you guys so much for what you do for us. Um, and thank all of you so much for what you do for us also. I'm not going to explain that anymore, but you do a lot for me. Um, 5,000 follower giveaway. Oh, yes. Uh, I do want to mention that on uh, we are working on getting to 5,000 followers on our Facebook page. Uh, we are doing a PS5 giveaway at 5,000 followers. Make sure you are liking and sharing uh, our page. Um, spread the gospel. Make sure everybody knows how great Comically Inclined is. We are growing all the time. Uh, I promised Blake that I would get the post up on our Facebook page, and... I'm about a week out from that promise, and I still haven't done it. So, Also, we are giving away tickets to see Venom. Yes. And we are going to be set up at Comic-Con as well, October 1st through the 3rd. So we're only two weeks out from Cape Comic-Con. Yes. From Cape Girardeau Comic-Con. So Cape Con, October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, we are going to be hosting. We're yeah. uh, sponsoring first booth when you walk in the door. We have the programs um, there at our table. We are going to have a QR code on our table. All you got to do is scan it, like our page, and you enter into the chance to win Venom tickets. Um, we're going our, that night, October 1st. We're going to go see Venom. Um, we're going to go, we're going to give away a bunch of tickets. I'm not sure how many, um, but we're going to be taking a bunch of you to the movies with us. So show up to Comic-Con, scan the QR code, get on our page, get in the running to win tickets. And we will hang out with you that night. Um, we'll probably like spit rhymes or, you know, I don't know, do yeah. some, burn some buildings down or something fun. I don't know. I've never thrown a riot before, but I'm, we I'm, can do I'm it. in it. How long has um, it been since you've hung out with people? <laughs> Spit, uh, spit rhymes, maybe throw some jacks, bro. I spit rhymes all the time. Sing a cappella down by the photo, the soda fountain. Yeah, we could start a, a classic barbershop quartet. Yeah, yeah, very classic. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. I, uh, Heather's gonna sing the low notes. I'm gonna sing the high notes, and you guys get the mid range. Okay, yeah. perfect. Sound yeah. good? I'll yeah. do the finger snap. Bobo, bobo, bobo. But anyway, for comically inclined, I am your intrepid. Uh, editor-in-chief and from the rest of the team we want to say thank you and we'll see you guys next week mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.